And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today is January 8th, 2024. Eighth day of the year. Just 357 days remain till the year's over with. Holidays and observances on this date. Earth Rotation Day, Plow Monday, National Fourth Graders Day, National Career Coach Day, World Typing Day, National Gluten-Free Day, National English Toffee Day, Coming of Age Day, National Clean Your Desk Day, War on Poverty Day, National Joy Germ Day, now, I wasn't sure exactly what that one was, so I had to look it up. Uh, it's another way of describing how happiness is contagious. The uh, There's an old saying, you should smile because it's contagious. So, it was given its own day by whoever comes up with these silly things. National Argyle Day. Show and tell at work day. National Winter Skin Relief Day. National Bubble Bath Day. Save water, bubble with your steady. Veganary Month. Thyroid Awareness Month. National Slow Cooking Month. Bread Machine Baking Month. National Skating Month. January. Dry January. National Blood Donor Month. Manuary. International Brain Teaser Month. National Clean Up Your Computer Month, National Soup Month, Get Organized Month, International Creativity Month, Celebration of Life Month, National Oatmeal Month, National Be Kind to Food Servers Month, Give Them an Extra Tip, National Hot Tea Month, National Birth Defects Awareness Month, Get a Balanced Life Month, and National Hobby Month. All that having been said, in 307 A.D., Jin Huadi becomes emperor of China in succession to his father, Jin Huidi, despite a challenge from his uncle, Sima Ying. 871 A.D., Ethelred I and Alfred the Great lead a West Saxon army to repel an invasion by Danelaw Vikings. Uh, the Vikings were quite um, widespread in those days. 1297, Francois Grimaldi, disguised as a monk, leads his men to capture the fortress protecting the Rock of Monaco, establishing his family as the rulers of Monaco. 1454, the Papal Bull Romanus Pontifex awards the Kingdom of Portugal exclusive trade and colonization rights to all of Africa south of Cape Bajador. Yes, the Pope uh, allowed... In fact, encouraged the annexation and colonization of any land where there was not a Christian religion. If there was, hands off. 1499, Louis XII of France marries Anne of Brittany in accordance with the law set by his predecessor, Charles VIII. 1547, the first Lithuanian language book, The Catechism of Mardinas Mazavadas, is published in Konigsberg. 
1735, the premiere of George Frederick Handel's Eridante takes place at the Royal Opera House in Covenant Garden. 1746, Second Jacobite Uprising, Bonnie Prince Charlie occupies Sterling. 1790, George Washington delivers the first State of the Union address in New York City. 1806, the Dutch Cape Colony in Southern Africa becomes a British Cape Colony as a result of the Battle of Blonneberg. 1811, Charles de Slundis leads an unsuccessful slave revolt in the North American settlements of St. Charles and St. James in Louisiana. 1815, War of 1812, Battle of New Orleans. Andrew Jackson leads American forces in victory over the British. And it was a very nice song about uh, the cannons melting down, so they took an alligator and used that instead. 1828, Democratic Party of the U.S. is organized. A sad day for this country, let me tell you, and I've been a Democrat the majority of my life. 1835, President Andrew Jackson announces a celebratory dinner after having reduced the U.S. national debt to zero for the only time in our history. 1863, American Civil War, Second Battle of Springfield took place on this date. 1867, U.S. Congress passes the bill to allow African-American men to, the right to vote in Washington, D.C. 1877, Crazy Horses for Warriors fight their last battle against the U.S. Cavalry at Wolf Mountain in Montana Territory. 1889, Herman Hollerith has issued U.S. Patent Number 395,791 for the Art of Applying Statistics. It's referring to his punch card calculator. 1900, President William McKinley places Alaska under military rule. And if I got some stories about Alaska that'll curl your hair, we'll be getting to as time goes on. 1912, the Afro National Congress is founded under the name South African Native National Congress. 1918, President Woodrow Wilson announces his 14 points as conditions for ending World War I. It's, uh, the 14 points was basically a statement of principles for peace that was to be used for peace negotiations in order to end the war. Those principles were outlined in a January 8, 1918 speech on war aims and peace terms. However, the main, his main allied colleagues, George Clemenceau of France, David Lloyd George of the UK, and Vittorio Emmanuel Orlando of Italy, were skeptical of what they called uh, Bosonian idealism. See, we had joined the Triple Entente in fighting the Central Powers on April 6th, 1917. Speech made by Wilson took many domestic progressive ideas and translated them into foreign policy, such as free trade and open agreements, democracy, and self-determination. Um, things that were as foreign to most of the uh, European countries as uh, calculus is to a duck. 1920, the steel strike of 1919 ends in failure for the Amalgamated Association of Iron, Steel, and Tin Workers Labor Union. 
1926, Crown Prince Nguyen Phuc Van Thuy is crowned Emperor of Vietnam. He was actually the country's last monarch. Also in 1926, Abdul Aziz Ibn Saud is crowned King of Hazaj. 1936, Kashi Hibab decree is made and immediately enforced by Riza Shah, the Rand's head of state, banning the wearing of Islamic veils in public. 1940, World War II, Britain introduces food rationing. 1945, World War II, Phil Philippine Commonwealth troops under the Philippine Commonwealth Army units entered the province of Locos Sur in northern Luzon and attack invading Chinese, uh, Japanese uh, imperial forces. 1946, Andrei Zadanov, chairman of the Finnish Allied Commission, submitted to the Finnish War Criminal Court an interrogation report by General Erich Buschenhagen, German prisoner of war, on the contacts between uh, Finnish and German military personnel before the continuation war, and, and as well as a copy of Hitler's Barbarossa plan. Um... Operation Barbarossa was uh, Hitler's plan for invading um, Russia. 1956, Operation Alka. Five U.S. missionaries are killed by the Hurani of Ecuador shortly after making uh, their first contact. The uh, Hurani, also known as the Wiles, are an indigenous people from the Amazonian region of Ecuador who uh, have marked differences from other ethnic groups from Ecuador. The uh, alternate name, Aka, is a prejudicative uh, exonym used by the neighboring uh, Quechua natives and commonly adopted by Spanish speakers as well. Um, the Aka, A-U-C-A, actually means uh, savage. And apparently to these missionaries, they were. 1959, Charles de Gaulle is proclaimed as the first president of the French Fifth Republic. 1961, in France, a referendum supports Charles de Gaulle's policy in Algeria. 1964, President Lyndon, I'm going to be King Johnson, declares a war on poverty in the U.S. Of course, our current administration has uh, apparently gone over to the side of poverty. It's so widespread now. 1972, bowing, I'll one more time, bowing international pressure, President of Pakistan... Sufakar Ali Bhutto releases Bengali leader Sheikh Mujibur Rahman from prison. He'd been arrested after declaring the independence of Bangladesh. 1973, Soviet space mission Lunar 21 is launched. 1973, Watergate scandal. Trial of seven men accused of illegal entry into the Democratic Party headquarters in Washington, D.C. and at the Watergate in Washington begins. 1975, L.T. Grasso becomes governor of Connecticut, the first woman to serve as a governor in the U.S. other than by succeeding her husband. 1977, three bombs explode in Moscow, Russia, Soviet Union, within uh, 37 minutes, killing seven people. Bombings are attributed to an Armenian separatist group. But no one ever claimed responsibility. 1981, a local farmer reports a UFO sighting in Transin, Provence, France, claimed to be maybe the most completely and carefully documented sighting of all time. Oh, you got, that's got nothing compared to what I'm going to talk about today. 
1982, breakup of the Bell System. In the U.S., AT&T agrees to divest itself of 22 subdivisions. 1989, Kegworth Air Disaster, British Midland Flight 92, a Boeing 737-400, crashes into the M1 motorway, killed 47 of the 126 people on board. 1994, Russian cosmonaut Valery Polakov on uh, Soyuz TM-18 leaves for Mir. That's the uh, station. He'd stay on the space station till March 22, 1995. That was a record 437 days in space. 1996, an Anatov AN-32 cargo aircraft crashes into a crowded market in Kinshasa, Zaire, killing up to uh, 223 people on the ground. Two of uh, six crew members are also killed. Now, as I've said many times, if you have an airplane fall on you, you're having a really bad day. 2002, President of the U.S. George W. Bush signs into law the No Child Left Behind Act. 2003, Turkish Airline Flight 634 crashes near the Yerba Airport in Turkey, killed the crew and 70 of the 75 passengers. 2003, Air Midwest Flight 5481 crashes into Charlotte Douglas Airport in Charlotte, North Carolina, killed all 21 people on board. 2004, the RMS Queen Mary II, then the largest ocean liner ever built, is christened by her namesake, uh, granddaughter, Queen Elizabeth II. 2005, the nuclear sub USS San Francisco collides at full speed with an underwater mountain near Guam. One man is killed, but the sub surfaces under its own power and is repaired. 2009, a 6.1 magnitude earthquake in northern Costa Rica kills 15 and injures 32. 2010, gunmen from an offshoot of the Front for the Liberation of the Enclave of Cabinda attack a bus carrying the Togo national football team on its way to the 2010 African Cup of Nations, killed three people and injured nine. 2011, sitting U.S. Congresswoman Gabby Giffords is shot in the head during along with 18 others in a mass shooting in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, Gifford survived the assassination attempt, but six other people died, including John Roll, a federal judge. 2016, Joaquin Guzman, widely recognized as the world's most powerful drug trafficker, is recaptured following his escape from a maximum security prison in Mexico. Also in 2016, West Air Sweden Flight 294 crashes near the Swedish reservoir of Akayori, uh, both pilots, only people on board are killed. 2020, UK, Ukraine International Airlines Flight 752 crashes immediately after takeoff at uh, Tehran Imam Khomeini International Airport. All 176 people on board are killed. plane was shot down by an Iranian anti-aircraft missile, which raises some interesting questions. It... Uh, was a scheduled international civilian passenger flight scheduled to go from Tehran to Kiev, operated by um, Ukraine International Airlines. It was shot down by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard shortly after takeoff. Um, the missiles were fired at the aircraft by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard amidst heightened tensions between Iran and the U.S., 
occurred five days after the U.S. carried out the assassination of Qasim Soleimani and some hours after Iran retaliated with Operation Martyr Soleimani in which the um, Islamic Revolutionary Guard fired dozens of ballistic missiles on American-led coalition forces. Both the assassination and the assault missile strikes took place in Iraq. Now, the Iranian authorities initially denied any responsibility for the attack on the aircraft, but investigations by various intelligence agencies from the Western world, as well as by the Iranian public, later revealed it had been struck by two surface-to-air missiles. The, um, on January 11, 2020, the Iranian government admitted that the Iranian, Republican, uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard um, had targeted Flight 752 after they mistakenly identified it as an American cruise missile. Now, this announcement triggered another wave of Iranian anti-government protest, and some Iranians called for the removal of Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei. And right now, Iran has a lot of uh, publicly admitted rebel attacks. All righty. 2021, 23 people are killed in what's described as a police massacre in La Vega, Caracas, Venezuela. 2023, supporters of former Brazil President Jair Bolsonaro stormed the Brazilian Congress. We have unrest all over the world. All righty. The... Um, We've been talking about a lot of um, very strange things. And what we're going to talk about right now actually happened during World War II. It, um, let's see, back up here. Hmm. What happened to it? Actually, we're going to talk about um, the Battle of Los Angeles. Very few people seem to really be aware of it, which I find baffling because it was one of our largest cities. It was also what's been considered America's first major UFO controversy. A giant aircraft was tracked on radar from 120 miles off the coast as it headed toward Los Angeles, and it followed a path along the shore. It went uh, behind mountains and around the largest gun emplacements. Well, after um, coastal artillery fired 1,440 aircraft shells at it, the military said it was nothing but war nerves. Everybody just imagined they saw something, and there was a, a weather balloon, but that was it. 
with the L.A. Times. And this is before the media became owned by the establishment. The L.A. Times wasn't afraid that people couldn't handle the truth. They said it was a possible extraterrestrial attack. They didn't hesitate to publish a photo showing the image of a very large alien craft at the end of the searchlight beams in the middle of a bursting shells. Now, there was a cover-up about Roswell. Residents were threatened. Uh, in fact, the... I think it's the uncle of a friend of my wife's who was, um, as a boy, um, was living in Roswell, was so scared by counterintelligence agencies, he left the country and has never come back. Now, it was the early hours of the February 25th, 1942. December 7th, 1941, of course, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, and they were moving across the Pacific. Even um, invaded and took a couple of the Aleutian Islands. But the early hours of February 25th, the city of Los Angeles found itself in the grip of a, literally a mass panic. There have been reports of a Japanese air raid and local military units sounded warning sirens and there was a mass blackout. And the uh, air defense forces lit up the sky with machine gun fire and over 1,400 anti-aircraft shells. The famous Battle of Los Angeles, as it came to be known, would eventually drag on for several hours terrified millions of residents in Southern California. But once the shooting stopped, there was literally no evidence of an enemy attack. Well, in hindsight, the military brass chalked it up to a false alarm, generally nerves caused by the bombing of Pearl Harbor. But in spite of that, this remains one of the most mysterious chapters of World War II. Now, one of the claims is that the first spotting of a UFO was directly above MGM Studios in Culver City. And what's interesting is that all the official reports talk about Japanese planes, weather balloons, Generally nerves. Not a single official hint that it could have been a UFOs. But those who lived and grew up there heard many stories about UFOs being involved. Now, in the frantic weeks that followed the Pearl Harbor attack, a lot of Americans believed enemy raids on the continental U.S. were imminent. And the Japanese did, in fact, send um, booby trap balloons across the, uh, the ocean, hoping to start major forest fires and kill hundreds of people. On December 9th, 1941, there were reports of approaching aircraft that caused a minor invasion panic in New York City and sent stock prices tumbling. 
And in fact, in hindsight, it was discovered that the Germans, in fact, did try to bomb New York City. On the West Coast, inexperienced pilots and radar men had mistaken fishing boats and logs and even whales for Japanese warships and submarines. Tensions were high, and they only grew higher after U.S. Secretary of War Henry Stimson warned that American cities should be prepared to accept occasional blows from enemy forces, which meant the federal government itself was confirming that, in fact, we were subject to attack. A few days later, on February 23, 1942, Japanese submarines surfaced off the coast of Santa Barbara, California, and fired over a dozen shells at an oil uh, field in a refinery. Now, while the attack inflicted no casualties and caused only minor damage, it it marked uh, the first time that the mainland U.S. Um, had been bombed during World War II. Day after the oil field raid, paranoia and itchy trigger fingers combined to produce one of the most unusual home front incidents of the war that actually began the evening of February 24, 1942. When naval intelligence instructed units on the California coast to get ready for a potential Japanese attack. Now, everything was calm for a few hours that night, but shortly after 2 o'clock in the morning on February 25th, military radar picked up what appeared to be uh, enemy contact about 120 miles west of Los Angeles. Air raid silence. Uh, sounded, and there was a citywide blackout put into effect. Within minutes, troops had manned anti-aircraft guns began sweeping the sky with searchlights. Shooting started right after 3 a.m. Following reports of an unidentified object in the skies, troops in Santa Monica unleashed a barrage of anti-aircraft and 50 caliber machine gun fire. And before long, many of the city's other coastal defense weapons joined in the, the fun and excitement. Witnesses said powerful searchlights from countless stations stabbed the sky with brilliant probing fingers. L.A. Times wrote that while anti-aircraft batteries dotted the heavens with orange outbursts of shrapnel, chaos reigns over the next several minutes. appeared that L.A. was under attack, but many of those who looked skyward saw nothing but smoke and the glare of the anti-aircraft fire. Imagination could have easily disclosed many shapes in the sky in the midst of that weird symphony of noise and color. Uh, that's according to Coastal Artillery Corps uh, Colonel John Murphy. But cold attachment to close no planes of any type in the sky, friendly or enemy. But for others, though, the threat appeared to be very real. Reports poured in from across the city describing Japanese aircraft flying in formation, bombs falling, even enemy paratroopers. There was even a claim of a Japanese plane crash landing in the streets of Hollywood. According to a coastal artilleryman named Charles Patrick, uh, he could barely see the planes, but they were up there all right. I could see six planes, and the shells are bursting all around them. Naturally, all of us were anxious to get our two cents worth in, and when the command came, everybody cheered like a son of a gun. Well, the barrage eventually continued for over an hour. By the time the all-clear order came, uh, later that morning, L.A.'s artillery batteries had shot over 1,400 rounds of anti-aircraft ammunition into the sky. Well, in the light of day, American military units made a 
Well, let's say a puzzling discovery. There appeared to have been no enemy attack. Although reports were conflicting, every effort was being made to ascertain the facts. It was clear no bombs were dropped and no planes were shot down. That's according to a statement from the Army's Western Defense Command. Ironically, the only damage during the battle had come from friendly fire. Anti-aircraft shrapnel rained down across the city, shattering the windows, ripping through buildings. One dud careened into a Long Beach golf course, and several residents had their homes partially destroyed by three-inch artillery shells. And while there were no serious injuries from the shootout, it was reported at least five people had died as a result of heart attacks and car accidents that occurred during the extended blackout. Well, in a preview of the hysteria that would soon accompany the Japanese internment authorities also arrested 20 Japanese Americans for allegedly trying to signal the non-existent aircraft. It's interesting to note that trying to signal something that's not there is a crime. It came out that whatever this was came in uh, over the Pacific Ocean off the California coast at an extremely high rate of speed north and west of Point Conception. At 1.44 a.m., military crews manning equipment and scopes of a secret radar site tucked into the bluffs and hills picked up on uh, unidentified aerial tarp on a south-to-east trajectory. And uh, it was officially reported that way. Um, the history of the 4th AA Command, Western Defense Command, dated January 9, 1942 to July 1, 1945, um, Chapter 5, Defense Operations on the West Coast, goes into detail about the Battle of Los Angeles. According to what they wrote, 16 minutes later, after getting data from two additional radar sites down its path, the, the object was backtracked to a confirmed position 20 miles west of and closing in on the city of Los Angeles. 2.15 a.m., Los Angeles aerial anti-aircraft batteries were put on green alert, ready to fire. And 2.21, the regional controller ordered a blackout. And several minutes shy of passing into the city of Santa Monica's airspace the, and the path of the waiting anti-aircraft guns, the, the object they were tracking just vanished. 19 minutes later, residents of Pacific Palisades and the surrounding area observed a Huge airborne object east of them, rising up over the Santa Monica Mountains from out of the north. At 3.06 in the morning, at least four of the Santa Monica area anti-aircraft batteries turned inland toward the object and started firing out over the city, following its track toward the Baldwin Hills. Well, after being picked up by radar, but before it reached uh, Littleton's uh, house along the Strand and Hermosa Beach, the object paralleled the coastline along Malibu at an ultra-high speed and a very low altitude. And then for reasons not known, as the object reached an area somewhat east of Point Doom, it uh, slowed to uh, almost a complete crawl, turning sharply northward, skimming over the crest of the mountains and down as if to gain an advantage from being in the radar shadow. After it crossed the mountains, it turned eastward almost immediately, coming into the L.A. Basin behind the west, facing radar and anti-aircraft guns. And after the object turned north at Point Doom and before it finished crossing over the mountains and turned north to follow the bottom edges of lower north slopes on the way to Los Angeles, 
So something was being tracked. There's no question about that. But over the next few days, government media outlets issued contradictory reports on what later came to be known as the Battle of Los Angeles. Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox dismissed the firefight as a false alarm brought on by jittery nerves. However, 1,400 anti-aircraft shells were shot out over an American city. That's more than just jittery nerves. But Secretary of War Henry Stimson, echoing Army Brass, said at least 15 planes had buzzed the city. Even advanced the provocative theory the Phantom Fighters might have been commercial aircraft operated by enemy agents hoping to strike fear into the public. Stimson later backpedaled his claims, but there's still a matter of the thousands of military personnel and civilians who claim to have seen aircraft in the skies over Los Angeles. So the question becomes, what caused the shootout over Los Angeles? Japanese military later claimed it had never flown aircraft over the city during World War II, providing fuel for a host of bizarre theories involving government conspiracies and visits by flying saucers and extraterrestrials. Well, in spite of all the witnesses' sightings, it was claimed that the most logical explanation for the firefight is that trigger-happy servicemen and rudimentary radar systems combined to produce a false alarm. So, was the Battle of Los Angeles just a mirage? Whatever the real story is, it was definitely a chilling reminder of the vulnerability that many Americans felt at the beginning of World War II, and a lead into the days ahead when the Japanese would actually hatch several schemes to attack the American mainland, such as launching over 9,000 explosive lead and fire balloons. Although none of these attacks ever produced the level of mass hysteria that accompanied the Phantom Shootout over L.A., um, it did cause a great deal of concern. Even at the time, many journalists noted it was fitting that the incident had taken place in the home of the film industry. In an article from March 1942, the New York Times wrote that as the world's preeminent fabricator of make-believe, Hollywood appeared to have played host to a battle that was just another illusion. Representative Leland Ford of Santa Monica called for a congressional investigation, saying none of the explanations so far have uh, uh, offered removed the episode from the category of complete mystification. It was either a practice raid or a raid to throw a scare to two million people, or a mistaken identity raid or a raid to lay a political foundation to take away Southern California's war industries. Well, the 4th Air Force had indicated its belief that there was no planes over L.A., but the Army didn't publish those initial conclusions. Instead, it waited a day until after a thorough examination of witnesses had been finished. On the basis of these hearings, local commanders altered their verdict and indicated a belief that from one to five unidentified aircraft had been over Los Angeles. Well, Secretary Stimson announced this conclusion as the War Department version of the incident, and then he came up with two theories to account for the mysterious craft. Either they were commercial or planes operated by an enemy from secret fields in the California or Mexico, or they were light planes launched from Japanese submarines. In either case, enemy's purpose must have been to locate anti-aircraft defenses in the air to deliver a blow at civilian morale. So the differencing of views between the Army and the Navy departments, the unsatisfying conjectures advanced by the Army, 
uh, to explain the affair touched off a very vigorous public discussion. When documenting the incident in 1949, the U.S. Coast Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon that started out the shooting and concluded that once the firing started, imagination created all kinds of targets in the sky and everybody joined in. 1983, the Office of the Air Force History also concluded that meteorological balloons had likely triggered the event. Careful study of the evidence suggests that meteorological balloons, known to have been released over Los Angeles, may well have caused the initial alarm, was um, the determination of the um, Office of Air Force History. This theory was supported by the fact that anti-aircraft artillery units were officially criticized for having wasted ammunition on targets that moved too slowly to have been airplanes. Well, weather balloons were released from each of the dozen anti-aircraft positions around the city every six hours. They were illuminated from below by an enclosed candle that would reflect off the silver lining of the balloon itself to ensure it was visible at night. In 1983, the Office of Air Force History outlined the events of the L.A. Air Raid and noted that meteorological balloons had been released prior to the barrage to help determine wind conditions and their lights and silver color could easily have been mistaken for enemy aircraft. Well, reports suggest that gunners from all but one battery mistook the balloons for planes and open-fired. Interestingly, the only gun battery did not fire, and that was D Battery, the 203rd Coast Artillery Regiment, was directly in the supposed flight blast of the reported airplane. And it was this company that most recently launched its balloons at 3 a.m. shortly before the firing started. Afterward, the staff at the battery were instructed not to mention the balloons, and the commanding officer, Colonel Ray Watson, was pensioned off and sent home. Nervous spotters and gun crews ordered to be in a strict state of readiness against renewed attacks likely contributed to the confused shelling. And in each of these batteries were normally releasing uh, these weather balloons every six hours. How could anybody confuse these balloons with airplanes? Wouldn't they be used to seeing and tracking them? It would seem logical to me. It's also probable that many of the shell bursts were themselves mistaken for aircraft. This led to the widely fluctuating reports on the speed, number, and altitude of the aerial objects. And further confusion occurred when the Navy and the Army issued different statements. Navy claiming it was all a false alarm and no planes had been over L.A., while the Army stated there were possibly five light enemy aircraft launched from Secret bases within California and Mexico from offshore submarines. Well, memo to President Roosevelt from the Army stated there was no evidence of bombs being dropped. Troop casualties reported a plane shot down. The president's response was to suggest that the power to order an air alarm should be restricted to U.S. Army officials. Well, ufologists those that study UFOs, argue that a balloon subject to shelling would have popped. There's evidence that aircraft fire might be less effective against Zeppelin-type airships and balloons than common sense would suggest. Rigid and semi-rigid aircraft do not rely on substantial overpressure to sustain their shape, and unlike a party balloon, won't necessarily pop and deflate immediately when punctured. Well, the flexibility of a balloon or Blimp's gas bag also provides some protection from explosive anti-aircraft fire. With the skin uh, denting and distorting to absorb the impact on actually puncturing. 
And uh, this is exploited and ex exploited in experimental spy blimps such as the LEMV. This means that a balloon may well be able to sustain damage from the anti-aircraft fire and not be actually shot down immediately. And it isn't guaranteed that a hydrogen dirigible balloon will ignite when hit by a normal bullet or shrapnel common to anti-aircraft fire. In fact, as an example, during World War I, a Zeppelin, the L-33, was hit by anti-aircraft fire and didn't catch fire. It's forced to crash land in Britain where uh, her crew set her on fire. Fighter aircraft only began to see success against Zeppelins when they switched from normal ammunition to a mixture of explosive and phosphorus incendiary bullets. A combination of these fired at a Zeppelin would invariably ignite the ship's hydrogen gas bags. And this does lend some credence to the possibility of shrapnel from the anti-aircraft batteries wouldn't necessarily have destroyed a balloon outright, but could have punctured it, leaving it to descend land to and later sink into the Pacific. Of course, this is just one possible explanation. It's not a guaranteed explanation. Fugo balloons, if they did make an appearance earlier than the fish they recorded, did operate with some hydrogen overpressure. And a small number of recorders are being shot down by fighter aircraft. Primary difficulty in tracking them was their high altitude, surprisingly fast speed, rather than Zeppelin-like resilience. Now, the Fugo was the, the Japanese fire balloon, and it was a, a prime suspect, but its appearance at that time would have been two to three years prior to the established time when they were launched. There's been some speculation it could have been a Japanese Fugo bombing balloon, but they were only launched against America from 1944 onward. However, their existence was kept a secret until the balloon bomb killed six picnickers in Oregon. If these devices had somehow reached L.A., then neither the U.S. nor Japan has records as evidence of their existence. The idea of balloons as long-range weapons is older than the Japanese weapons, with a British study into their effectiveness commissioned as early as 1937. Operation Onward, as it was known, was approved in late 41 and launched its first offensive balloons in March of 42, continuing until the D-Day landings and ending completely in September of 1944. Now, though it's highly unlikely, if not impossible, that these short-range and low-altitude balloons, which were a cost-effective nuisance and distraction for the Luftwaffe more than a deadly threat, would have been present on the west coast of the U.S., it does demonstrate concept was around in the early 1940s. According to an editorial in the New York Times, some witnesses had spotted a big floating object resembling a balloon. Others had spotted anywhere from one plane to several dozen. According to the article in the New York Times, or the whole incident of the early morning of February 25th is examined, the more incredible it becomes. Some contemporary press outlets suspected a cover-up. An editorial in the Long Beach Independent wrote, there's a mysterious reticence about the the whole affair, and it appears that some form of censorship is trying to halt discussion of the matter. Speculation, of course, was rampant as to in invading planes and their bases. Theories included a secret base in northern Mexico, as well as Japanese submarines stationed offshore with the capability of carrying planes, and such things did exist. Other speculated incident was either staged or exaggerated to give coastal defense industries an excuse to move further inland. A strong editorial in the Washington Post February 27th, called the handling of the LA episode a recipe for jitters and 
censored the military authorities for what it called stubborn silence in the face of widespread uncertainty. Editorial suggested the Army's theory of the commercial planes might have caused the alert, explains everything except where the planes came from, where they went, and why no American planes were sent in pursuit. The New York Times on February 28th expressed a belief the more incident was studied, the more incredible it became. If the batteries are firing and nothing is all, the secret nothing at all, the Secretary Knox implies it's a sign of expensive incompetence and jitters. Photo published in LA Times, February 26, 1942, has been cited by some ufologists and conspiracy theories as evidence of extraterrestrial visitation. They claim the photo clearly shows searchlights focused on an alien spacecraft. However, the photo was heavily modified by photo retouching prior to publication, a routine practice in graphic arts of the time, and tended to improve contrast in black and white photos. February 24, 1992, Los Angeles Times article, Jack Smith reported what happened next. He said in a it was on the night of February 25th, 1942, L.A. experienced the great Los Angeles air raid. A night when everybody's fears were realized, Japan had brought the war to mainland America and Los Angeles was the target. The great American air raid uh, began at 2.25 a.m. on that clear moonlit night when the U.S. Army announced the approach of hostile aircraft and the city's air raid warning system went into action for the first time in the war. The night was torn by sirens. Search whites swept the sky. Gun crews at Army posts along the coastline began pumping uh, ACAC into the moonlight. Thousands of volunteer air raid wardens tumbled from their beds, grabbed their boots and helmets, and rushed out into the night. Tens of thousands of citizens, awakened by the scream of sirens and the popping of shells, jumped out of bed and, heedless of blackout regulations, began snapping on lights. It was complete and total pandemonium. Well, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. There's a lot of talk about balloons and numerous small planes, a huge object coming from the sea at high speed, disappearing and reappearing, and then traveling at low speeds or even hovering while being attacked by an aircraft shells, not even being phased by them and, or making any effort to avoid them. The question became, what else could it be other than an alien craft? The numerous witnesses that saw groups of planes, maybe they weren't imagining it. Could they have been smaller alien craft or probes released by the larger ship, as has often been reported over the years? And some of the photos show the explosions going off in a circle around this large object, but not hitting it. Of course, if it was an alien craft, it may well have had a force field. The occupants had no reason to fear our puny weapons. Um... In fact, some of our new stealth fighter planes are said to be equipped with an alien-type force field. So why would this alien craft just sit there right in the middle of all this activity? Well, what better spot to observe all the action? It's been shown that with our development and testing of the atom bomb, this attracted numerous off-planet observers. And they're very interested in our weapons and what we're doing with them. Think about the Foo Fighters are observed over Europe during the fighting and the Alien craft that crashed near Roswell, obviously checking out our atomic weapons. Maybe it wasn't just weapons technology that interested them. Maybe our conflict themselves got their attention. During our Earth Wars, we sent war correspondents to the front lines to get the latest developments so we could sit around our TVs and watch it in complete fascination. 
Maybe it's the same thing is true with the aliens. Maybe they're constantly recording us humans to play back to their citizens as entertainment. Well, obviously, if they were interested in attacking us, our weapons would have made no difference to them. Since they came under a powerful military attack, by our standards anyway, and they didn't retaliate or defend themselves, they might have been here on a more of a peaceful mission. Well, wars have been breaking out around the world. And powerful atomic weapons are being developed. Most likely they were observing and trying to prevent damage to this planet, the universe, and maybe beyond. Or were they trying to send us a warning message to knock it off or... Maybe they were on a mission to land and help us resolve the uh, mess we were in and continue to make on this planet. Then it was a great welcome and greeting we gave those envoys of peace. After all, these so-called aliens might just have more of a responsibility for keeping the peace on Earth than we do. Well, in 1983, the U.S. Government Printing Office released a multi-volume set entitled The Army, Air Forces, and World War II. In Volume 1, Chapter 3, Section 8, there is found what is nothing short of an official confirmation of the above scenario. That volume specifically cites the use of radar, which many people insist was not functionally operational in 1942, although the government does seem to differ uh, in its opinion, as well as the fact the object simply disappeared and vanished over the ocean during its inward flight toward the Los Angeles. According to the details in that... Um, set of books. In the early morning hours of February 25th, 1942, suddenly appearing out of nowhere, but most likely doing so only after dropping out of the night sky initially from a steep angle out over the Pacific on a curving south-to-east trajectory, a huge object of unknown origin, possibly protective detection devices owned at a lower altitude, levels off. It continues on a trajectory east toward the city of Los Angeles at an ultra-high speed, barely skimming the water just above the surface. At 120 miles out, the object most likely picks up electronic probes from the Army long-range listening apparatus or rudimentary early radar and retracts its entry shields, reducing its speed to a near crawl about 50 miles out, turning uh, inland somewhere near Point Doom. Scattered uh, eyewitness accounts from years later pick up the object, apparently dropping down into the radar shadow by hugging the mostly unpopulated ridgeline along the north side of the Santa Monica Mountains in an easterly direction. It then turns south in the gap in the mountains around Sepulveda Boulevard and Mulholland Drive, coming in behind the aim direction of the majority of the anti-aircraft guns and any possible radar or long-range listening devices. In the continuing steeply angled climb out of the Santa Monica Mountains, the object curves slightly to the east, around and well above the 511-foot altitude of Baldwin Hills and what appeared to be a concerted effort to stay away from all potential aircraft and armament associations with Mines Field, which is now um, known as LAX. It then turned westward toward the ocean, coming out of the, the aircraft manufacturing plants near El Segundo Tank Farm and then dropping altitude and went south along the coast. Earlier, the unidentified target continued on its apparent approach for, toward the Los Angeles area only to vanish behind the mountains inland. Many people believe the aircraft they'd seen was extraterrestrial. One eyewitness even described an object he'd seen as 
looking after enormous flying lozenges, and some accused the government of a cover-up. Conflicting accounts of the incident from the Navy and the War Departments didn't help clarify matters either. As if to confirm public fears of extraterrestrial attack, one famous L.A. Times photograph emerged from the incident showing an enormous, ominous, saucer-like object hovering over the city. This much-debated photograph inspired America's first major UFO controversy five years before the controversy about Roswell. To this day, nobody knows for sure what flew over Los Angeles that night and evaded the city's air defenses. Naturally, ufologists believe an alien spacecraft was to blame. Decades after the incident, they began to question the fact that it had been a false alarm. Some attempts were made to tie the incident to the often referred to MJ-12 documents. Second-hand stories um, surfaced alleging the War of the Worlds-type spacecraft cruised over L.A., Ufologists claimed that a certain photo showed a huge flying saucer caught in searchlights. And they challenged the idea that a balloon of some kind could have triggered that free-for-all. Well, although the eventual official history was that uh, the object was nothing more than a barrage balloon that had come loose, many people profoundly disagreed with this version, particularly those who believed they saw the object close up on the night in question. The 37th Brigade was relentless in its attempts to bring down this object, but didn't succeed. A barrage of spent shells would fall over the entire area, and no place was safe that night. A lot of folks were injured, and there were even reports of death from the falling shells. According to newspaper reports, eyewitnesses described the night of the UFO like a surreal hanging magic lantern. One of those witnesses, a volunteer early warden named Katie, stated that after being awoken by a telephone call from air raid supervisor, looked out her window and saw a huge object hovering over her house. She said it was huge. It was enormous, practically right over my house. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Just hovering there in the sky and hardly moving at all. She said she had a clear view of that craft and it shone a lovely pale orange as it remained motionless in the night sky. Also recalled seeing groups of American fighter planes attempt to engage the object, but each time they had to retreat. Said they were shooting at it. It didn't seem to matter. It didn't react in any fashion. Another witness, retired anthropology professor C. Scott Littleton, was 13 years old at the time of the incident. His father was actually an air raid warning and was convinced the action was real. Littleton claimed the craft he saw was a distinct oval shape like a lozenge, and he said he witnessed uh, anti-aircraft shells explode all around it. Well, like Katie, the air raid warden, uh, Littleton stated he witnessed American fighter planes following that strange craft that made its way toward uh, Redondo Beach before it vanished from view. He also cast his doubts on the official explanation of it being a balloon that came loose and floated into the Santa Monica area. According to the retired professor, the only area that the house that's floating to the balloons was in El Segundo. This means if it would have had to floated north, to the Santa Monica Mountains where the object was and then moved in a completely different direction to where it was last seen. These were not the normal movements of a balloon by any stretch of the imagination. And shooting at the aerial intruders were gunners of the 65th Coastal Artillery Regiment in Inglewood and the 205th Anti-Aircraft Regiment based in Santa Monica. The white cigar-shaped object took several direct hits but continued its eastward flight. Up to 25 silverly UFOs were also seen by observers on the ground. 
Editor Peter Jenkins of the Los Angeles Herald Examiner said, I could clearly see the V formation of about 25 several planes overhead moving slowly across the sky toward Long Beach. Uh, Long Beach Police Chief J.H. McClellan said, I watched what was described as the second wave of planes from atop the seven-story Long Beach City Hall. Now, I didn't see any planes, but the young man with me said they could. An experienced Navy observer with powerful car Zeiss binoculars said he counted nine planes in the cone of the searchlight. He said they were silver in color. The UFO group passed along from one battery of searchlights to another and under fire from the anti-aircraft guns, flew from the direction of Redondo Beach and Inglewood on the land side of Fort MacArthur and continued toward Santa Ana and Huntington Beach. Anti-aircraft fire was so heavy, we couldn't hear the motors of the planes. Well, on that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll talk more about the Battle of Los Angeles tomorrow. Until then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show, saying have a truly great evening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.